and welcome to The Empire Diaries. We knew the risk, but we had to podcast. I am one of your hosts, LaToya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are talking about episodes uh, 7 and 8 of season 1, Haunted and 162 Candles. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) I'm amped. Uh, I mean, we're all amped. That's why we're doing this. Jill, how amped are you after seeing these two episodes of television? Guys, so much happened. (laughs) We warned you. Oh my gosh. Do you want to just go give us a synopsis of everything that happened in these two episodes? Yeah. Me? Yes, yes, you, Jill. Oh, man. Okay, let me go to Wikipedia. (laughs) No, you have to do this yourself in your mind. <laughs> oh man, all I can tell you is in Haunted, Vicky dies and it's like a 60 minute cry fest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the next one, Lexi's there and she comes in flaming hot and everyone loves her, but then she dies and it's sad. So, <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> I feel like Michael kind of tipped the hand of these episodes when we were talking yesterday, but luckily not too much that you, like you were still shocked because he even brought up, you know, just like say when you think that uh, main characters are going to stop dying and you'll probably be wrong. Yeah. Uh, Because uh, I guess spoiler alert, Vampire Diaries is not afraid to kill off like main characters. Uh, It's not afraid to kill off anyone. And they, they made that clear. You know I respect that. Yeah. Um, they made that very clear in these two back-to-back episodes. Uh, with Vicky, it is the end of a very upsetting tragedy for this poor girl. Mm-hmm. And with Lexi, you like you watch this and like, okay, so you know, Vicky's gone. We gotta get a new character in. We got Lexi. She's great. She's fun. She's bubbly. She's dead. <laughs> and it's great because, you know, you feel like it's gonna be like, oh, great. So like every year we'll get like one or two Lexi episodes when Lexi rolls into town. <laughs> And you and uh, no, no, it's it's a it's a masterful uh, one-two punch of like yeah, anyone can die. Someone we've like had for the entire series, or someone you've just met and now love, um, and they both hit pretty fucking hard. So, and they're both Damon's fault. Yeah, that's it's a recurring theme. <laughs> oh, Damo. Goddamn Damo. When we last left off on the Vampire Diaries, Vicky had just fed on the dead Logan Fell, uh, completing the transformation into a vampire. And so this episode starts with the return of Tyler, basically to be a damsel. Uh, Tyler, who's finally getting his hair right, so it's it's okay. <laughs> uh, finally getting his hair right. Vicky shows up in his car. She's having issues with her bloodlust. She's about to like feed on Tyler and to Tyler's credit, he's not a piece of shit in this return. He's arguably the nicest he's ever been. <laughs> yeah. He's legitimately worried about her. He's, and you know, she's saying how she's hungry. So he's like, we'll get you some food on the way. He's really worried about her. He just wants to help. And then she's like, I want to eat you. And uh, before that can happen, Stefan saves the day. And Damon just like kind of makes it worse. <laughs> Yeah, um, this episode has uh, Stefan and Damon as um, Vicky's vampire dads, and it's very much a, like, devil and angel on the shoulder kind of thing. Uh, not a good influence. 
<laughs> yeah. So Damon is pretty much just like he he would love for, for Vicky to have uh, killed Tyler. He makes fun of him for saying "dude." Like, yeah. come on, that's not that's not the worst thing Tyler's ever done. Like, really, we're gonna make fun of him for saying "dude." Come on, you he's a boy. Help you have a Zack Snyder Halloween costume. Worst <laughs> <laughs> things in the episode. Release the Snyder cut of Tyler in that costume. <laughs> I will fight for that Snyder cut. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Damon wipes Tyler's memory of this attack. And then he just tosses him over his car, which is very unnecessary. Also, like, he just falls on the asphalt. Like, there's no way that doesn't hurt him a lot. <laughs> it really has to hurt him so much. This poor boy. This poor boy has been injured. <laughs> So everyone in town uh, is searching for Vicky. There's this Vicky search party. Uh, Jeremy is skipping school now, not to do drugs, but, you know, to go find his girlfriend. Uh, Elena's trying to stop that, of course, because she knows Vicky's a vampire. But Jeremy's like, no. <laughs> and he goes off. Is wearing a studded leather wrist cuff, which I think is an important thing to just have on the record. Yes. <laughs> Left I could reflect, he is wearing a stuttered leather wrist cuff. Great stuff. Uh, but yeah, Vicky is with her two dads, and I don't know, someone listening, can you, like, get the My Two Dads, like, opening credit, and then just make it clips from this episode? <laughs> <laughs> we will, RT. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do this, but you can do this. Uh, for listeners at home uh, if you haven't decided to send us angry tweets about why we're wrong about things you can do that <laughs> uh, but yeah so Stefan's trying to help Vicky you know giving her animal blood and she's like this is disgusting <laughs> because it's animal blood and David makes a point and was like she's a new vampire she needs you know human blood from the vein mm-hmm. but Stefan's going like how you choose to live and all that he's doing a lot of that he does, and and but Damon does also say uh, she needs people blood. And he does repeat, yeah. Why can't I have people blood? <laughs> she she's so easy just to not even manipulate because literally she just like flips. He's like, yeah. Why can't I have people blood? Uh, Damon's also reading the newspaper, and he is fascinated by why there's no mention of that Logan guy he killed. And he realizes they're clearly covering it up. And he brings it up to Stefan, like, you know, that's kind of a, a big deal. But Stefan's too busy being like, you have to use animal blood and how to be a vampire. Also, drink coffee. <laughs> I, I, Stefan Salvatore saying coffee is our friend. I was like, yep, that's me. <laughs> Morgan's like, am I a vampire? Am I, Stefan? <laughs> you wish. Uh, no, I have worse hair. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan would never drink cider. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but true. Mama needs her juice. <laughs> you guys have all heard uh, Morgan's official catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, I do type it in the chat a fair amount. Uh, Mama does need her juice. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Elena comes to check on Vicky. And they all they're talking about like all the lies, blah 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 blah. Uh, Stefan is stupid and leaves Vicky alone with. Uh, well, no, she, he leaves Elena alone because Vicky wants to go pee, mm-hmm. and that has the classical. I'm, I thought he was dead. Why do I have to pee? 
which is great. And then she comes back from the bathroom and is like, I don't have to pee. My body's confusing. And I was like, that's a weird part of transition we don't ever talk about again. I mean, they don't say it in this episode and it like drives me insane, but it's because everything's heightened. Everything is heightened. <laughs> heightened. <laughs> have been heightened. Um, but yeah, uh, she tries to reach out to Jeremy on her like T-Mobile sidekick. <laughs> and um, Elena's like, put down that T-Mobile sidekick. Uh, get away from my brother. Uh, you're a vampire now. Please stop. She's like, who are you, TJ Lavin? Why do you have a T-Mobile sidekick? <laughs> that was a challenge reference, you guys. Oh, thank you. The only person I know from the challenge is CT, and that is because he was on Curl Show. <laughs> yes, TJ Lavin is the host of the challenge, and he's always the one, to, oh, I guess back in the day, not, not anymore because there's no more T-Mobile sidekicks too, but he'd always tell you when the challenge is, you know, brought to you by your T-Mobile sidekick too. <laughs> There'd be clues on your T-Mobile sidekick, too. Oh, we love it. <laughs> but yeah, so Elena's like, you're not going to do that. And Vicky's like, oh, I'm a vampire. So this is how it's going to be now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a very hot scene. Watchy yeah, chokes her. It's hot. <laughs> we are all very horny doing this scene. <laughs> the chat got wild. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of choking these two episodes. There, yeah, there was. Should we start zooming watching these episodes so we can see how horny we are as well? Um, you guys, it's quarantine. I have not like put on makeup or a bra in a very long time. You don't want to see me right now. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners at home, I am in my super yakky Florence Pugh made marmalade shirt. I almost wore mine today. I don't. I don't have that. <laughs> you gotta get one book of your official uniform. Uh, February 3rd, 2020. And I'm like, is this the last good thing that happened? Honestly? Yeah. I'm not wearing a bra. I'm wearing one of my Ronda Rousey shirts because I, just, I have a bunch of free Ronda Rousey shirts, so I wear them now. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, promoting RondaRousey.com. If you, also, if, if you're interested in Vampire Diaries and professional wrestling... Go to RondaRousey.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I've definitely quoted or referenced Vampire Diaries in a piece for, for the website at one point, at least. As I know this. <laughs> That's what they do because they put me in charge. <laughs> um, yeah. So Vicky kind of just reads Elena for filth. She's like, now that I'm a vampire, you can't look down on me the way you were when you were dating my brother. If I want to fuck Jeremy, I'm going to fuck Jeremy. I mean, she doesn't say fuck, but like she means fuck. Honestly, good for her. Yeah, it's not nice, but it's good and hot. <laughs> it's good and it's hot. I'm like, Vicky, I don't know why you want to do this, but I mean, sure, like, go off. Vicky, I don't support your drug stuff, but I support this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's good and hot. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Damon is on the case. We got <laughs> Detective Damo <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on in the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Halloween, by the way. We should note that it is Halloween. I'm literally just reading from the Wikipedia in the order. I'm like, this, this might not be quite in order, but I'm just listening to the Wikipedia now. So it's Halloween. Everyone's in their costumes. Yeah, this is definitely not in order. And he sees Mayor Lockwood and Carol Lockwood in their Great Gatsby and uh, Daisy Buchanan uh 
oh, we Attire. a few things before this. Mainly that we meet Graham and that yes. we Carol in the grill before, and she's wearing yeah, yeah. a horrible purple blouse with the gold chains printed on it. Yes, because I, I realized that it was not in order because I was like, wait, we haven't even gotten to uh, Caroline giving Bonnie the necklace. <laughs> Just giving it to her. It's like, take it. And they take this witch costume. So yeah, it is, uh, we'll go to, We'll get to that then. Uh, it's Halloween in Mystic Falls, which means we got a haunted house. That's our event of the week, baby. Woo! Which means Caroline's in charge of the haunted house because Caroline's in charge of things. And Caroline loves Halloween, which was then when I decided in the chat, am I Caroline? Which truly <laughs> I wish. But uh, yeah, we love we love a Halloween queen. We love a Halloween queen. We love just giving away jewelry that's not yours, that you decided was yours, but it's not. And just giving it away. If I had money, I would buy costumes for my friends who didn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Bonnie uh, shows up at her Grams. We saw Grams is played by Jasmine Guy. Uh, Uh, Love her. She's wonderful. (laughs) One of truly one of the best uh, speaking voices in the biz. Um, Mm. I got to check if she does any audiobooks, because if she does, I want to hear this. (laughs) I want to listen to some Grams. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Jasmine Guy, I'm sure most people, of course, know her from A Different World uh, and just being very hot on A Different World. (laughs) She was also on Fresh Prince and she was very hot on Fresh Prince. She's hot on Vampire Diaries as Grams. I mean, honestly. She is. She's (laughs) a beautiful and striking woman. Yeah. I mean, Jasmine Guy at this point now is only 58, so she was very young on this show. Quite a young grandmother. (laughs) I love it. It's so ridiculous. It's so the CW. It's so the CW. Uh, I mean, it's it's Noah Jenna Maroney playing the the mom (laughs) dying of old age at like 39 in Gossip Girl, but... (laughs) Jill wouldn't know that reference since she doesn't watch 30 Rock. (laughs) Jill, it's a very funny joke. I'll explain it in detail later. (laughs) Which will only make it funnier. Yeah, so Grams is giving Bonnie her education on being a witch. And now Bonnie's not like, well, my Grams is a drunk. I don't care about what she says. She's actually absorbing. So the whole Salem witch backstory, uh, Bonnie's worried, like, you know, we're burned at the stake. And it's like, well, they weren't. But unfortunately, everyone who wasn't actually a witch was. Yeah, and then the issue of, like, being secretive comes up, and Graham's mm-hmm. like, well, everyone thinks I'm just, like, a kooky lady who teaches a cult at the university, <laughs> when Bonnie's like, but everyone knows you're a witch. She's like, no, 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 like, nobody believes it, mm-hmm. uh, which is important, because uh, she is told to keep her powers a secret. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. Keep that in mind. <laughs> As we move forward. So Carol is getting drunk at the grill and Mary Lockwood's like, we got to go. But you're like, she's drinking on the grill. And she's also rambling about the vampire issue, mm-hmm. which Damon is listening to. She's like it, or should I call it he or she? She doesn't really know what to say. Uh, Mary Lockwood leaves her cause he's a bad husband. Yep. <laughs> Damon swoops in being hot to possibly dressed as Brando. <laughs> and very much like, these are some, this is a one-two punch of Smart Damon mm-hmm. episodes. This is some actual diabolical planning happening here. The better brother at planning, for sure. I mean, that's not saying a lot, though. 
No, it's not. The Salvatore brothers do share one brain cell. But (laughs) he's smart here. You know, he like is like, yeah, I, you know, Zach's my uncle. I know about the Vervain. How many people do you need protected? Which is Mm -hmm. very wise. And this is how Damon learns that the Founders Council is back in effect in terms of we're hunting vampires and all that stuff. Because it's one thing to just think, you know, maybe a few people know, but it's like now he knows it's an organized effort basically to find the vampire. Mm-hmm. He knows he needs to be careful, yeah. Yeah, he tries to compel Carol and she's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Because she has a vervain bracelet. So he has to just seduce her the old-fashioned way, get her drunk. Which is great when she's like, you're hitting on me. And he's like, well, you were hitting on me first. And she's like, touche. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so Damon starts the episode by just hurting Tyler immensely. And then he hits on Tyler's mom. <laughs> uh, Yeah, Tyler would not like to hear that. He would not. Um, we um, there's a couple things uh, that happened before this that are small, but it's mostly just like discussions around Vicky's transformation. But one thing I wanted to check in um, with Jill on is that uh, Stefan talks a little bit about his past with human blood and the fact that he maybe used to drink it and did some things that he's not proud of, but now mm-hmm. it does not. Jill, what'd you think about that? Classic vampire. Classic. <laughs> very angel of him, am I right? Yeah, very angel. <laughs> um, but as you know, I am I respect Angel, mm-hmm. but I am a spike girl. Which I feel I'm gonna feel like that's what's gonna happen here. I'm gonna respect Stefan, but I'm gonna like Damon. <laughs> where, where do you lie there? Are you a an angel or spike person? I I'm an angel person. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part of it is... I'm with two angel people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part of it was because, uh, especially growing up, my mom was such a spike girl. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, I have to be angel. But also, I have... Not many re- people rebel by being an angel girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, my teen rebellion. <laughs> Getting super into David Boreanaz. Um... <laughs> But also, I have my issues, because I have so many issues with season seven of Buffy, and then Spike's characterization in a post-rape attempt, post-getting-a-soul world, and then the way he's written in Angel season five, that really hurts a lot for the Spike um, uh, argument for me. It's just a lot of bad writing for the character, I think, unfortunately. I'm uh, I'm fully with you. Um, I like and but Jill, I still think Spike's hot. Like I'm not, you know. Yes, <laughs> I defend Spike with my entire being. <laughs> we'll have to discuss that at length in the future in a future episode. Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, good. All noted. Um, and uh, Stefan like explains that uh, vampires' emotions. While he does not use the H word yet, he uses a different H word, um, and says that desire and anger and lust, all of these things, can combine under like one umbrella, which is hunger. Um, which cued some. It's always funny. I've got the hunger joke. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, because even though it's because Vicky's an addict, it's an even bigger issue. Which mm. yeah. Oh, this poor girl never had a chance. Oh, babe. Although, I, I will say, 
Damon tries in this episode. He this episode it works for the argument that he really did just want to give her a second chance. Because mm-hmm. he definitely like, he did it because he was bored, but he like doesn't seem to not give a shit about her. That he's like, like, yeah, your life was pathetic when you were alive, but it doesn't have to be pathetic now. So that suggests maybe he, you know, he did want to give her an actual second chance. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do a very good job. He's not. <laughs> he's really bad at this. Quite bad, quite bad, quite bad. Uh, and then my uh, only, and then Vicky goes and sees Matt, and she breaks a plate, and she wears oh. open boots. Going to see Matt, yes, for those open toe boots. Uh, getting like the so the spare key, and then like realizing, oh, I can't come in. I'm a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to invite her in, and then the sad poor kids' dinner. He makes her a hot dog and some tater tots on like a paper plate. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, you poor children, you literal pores. Uh, they are. They're they're sweet kids. Because that's probably all he can afford for the groceries. Because you know their mom's not buying groceries. Yeah, like how are they getting money? I guess they're like Vicky's job at the grill. Like what's Matt doing for work? Yeah, because Vicky's a waitress and Matt, you know, just football. So that like Vicky was the income for the house, unfortunately. Oh God, oh my kids. Um, <laughs> they are very sad and have a very sad conversation. Seven tries to come in. And does not play it very well. And Matt does not let him in. Uh, Jill, how many episodes do you think it will be until Stefan gets good at lying? Never. <laughs> I don't see that in his future. If he's how old? A hundred something? 162. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. He's had his time to learn. I actually think that Stefan gets better at lying, whereas Damon gets worse at planning. <laughs> yeah, they're both. They're both. Yeah, Damon's the piece of his powers right now. <laughs> I am excited. I am really excited for some really dumb Damon plans. Yeah. <laughs> I well, maybe it's the idea that like the nicer he gets, the worse he gets at planning. God, he gets bad at planning at hiding things. <laughs> the worst at hiding things. Not a great hider, or is he the best hider? We'll have a- <laughs> in season two. We will have a deep discussion about. Is Damon good at hiding things? <laughs> Jill, uh, weigh in bef- without knowing anything, please. Um, well, based on this conversation, I'm going <laughs> to say no. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how you feel. And it will be the same. <laughs> um, I think uh, now is the time that we should really get into everybody's Halloween costume. Yes. This, the whole haunted house, everything about it. The Haunted House itself isn't, like, the best event of the week, but I just love how everything's shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, it, like, it looks like a shitty high school haunted house. Like, there's a ton of black yeah. lights. Um, Kaylee Yule's teeth are, like, effervescent. <laughs> They're <laughs> so bright. Um, uh, Tyler is dressed like one of the guys from 300. Of course he is, because it's, like, the height of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bonnie and Caroline are both witches, but, like, Bonnie is, like, a yellowy-green witch, and Caroline is a purple one. <laughs> <laughs> um jeremy is himself uh, <laughs> which matt, matt's line about that is hilarious yeah he's like are you uh you <laughs> I was like, good stuff um my favorite thing is that uh matt and elena both wear their costume from last year which was a couple's costume and therefore he is a doctor and she is a nurse um, I love it because, of course, Matt, like, wouldn't be able to get another costume, so he just used the same costume. Mm-hmm. And even the lady's like, I didn't know I was going to come until, like, right now, so she just put on the, the one costume she had from last year. 
Oh, I love I, any any reference to their uh, shared backstory and the fact that they are like friends, friendly, care about each other uh, makes me very happy because I think Elena and Matt are like a underrated uh, scene pairing. Yes. I don't want this, but I do like them being friends. You were very upset about the the shoulder holes, as you call them, <laughs> although they had a purpose, though. Yeah, Mia Dobrev's costume is really weird because, like, it's not a slutty nurse costume. It's just a nurse costume. She's a little cap and a little white dress, and it is in no ways sexy except that there are shoulder cutouts, like, which was not a trend then. Like, the cold shoulder thing is a thing now, but they're, like, like plasticky, and it's, it's, it's odd. I think it's a weird look. I'm going to say it. Um, Nina Dobrev still uh, looks actually challenge you on that not being a look because I just double checked when Pretty Little Liars premiered 2010 and there were some uh, shoulder holes on some outfits in that first season of Pretty Little Liars. I I know. I remember from Pretty Little Liars annotations. Fair enough. (laughs) I remember Spencer not covering her shoulders. (laughs) Oh God. Jill, have you seen Pretty Little Liars? Nope. (laughs) That should be the next podcast. I guess you Oh my, yeah. Jill, um, Pretty Little Liars is the most insane show that's ever existed. Well, here's the thing. It was another one of those where I, like, tried half a season and then stopped. Did Were you not fascinated by omniscient hacker villains? I just, I don't, something's wrong with my brain where a TV, <laughs> like, doesn't click for me. <laughs> I mean... I just, maybe you never saw the episode where Adam Lambert hit on a woman on a murder train. What? We're all supposed to accept it. I have never seen this episode, but I have heard you describe it quite a few times. It's my favorite episode of television ever. (laughs) (laughs) A very special episode of the Empire Diaries where we watch the murder train episode of Pretty Little Liars. How many podcasts are you going to talk about the murder train on? Every single one of them until everyone agrees it's the best episode of television ever. <laughs> All right, good. Good to know. Good to know. I, I don't believe, I can't believe you still haven't seen it, Morgan. I can't remember when I quit Pretty Little Liars, but your description of it has been, it's very fulfilling for me. We got a murder train. We got Adam Lambert hitting on Aria. We got Ashley Marin wine drunk, of course, seeing a ghost child. That happens. I already saw Adam Lambert on Glee. <laughs> so. Was he straight there? Um, I don't think so. Because, again, Adam Lambert plays himself in this episode of Pretty Little Liars. It's not like him playing a character oh. and hitting on Aria. It's him as himself. Oh my. He's musical guest Adam Lambert. (laughs) What song does he sing? I don't know Adam Lambert songs. The only one I know is the What Do You Want From Me song. Like his first single was the only one I know. Here, I'm just gonna Google Adam Lambert murder train. He played, uh, he performed his original songs Cuckoo and Trespassing. Alright, not familiar with either of them. He was also dressed as a vampire. It was a Halloween episode, of course. So that's why it has to be a crossover episode with this podcast. Ah, October 23rd. Different time. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we could all just be on a murder train together, fam? Ah, the good old days. 
Uh, I did not know the episode was called This is a Dark Ride. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Seems. Uh, okay, now I'm getting I'm getting down a rabbit hole of comments on the uh, <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, not going to be productive. Um, uh, Stefan uh, tries to talk to Vicky <laughs> and is like, hey, what if you didn't make all these bad choices? And she's like, no, thank you. I'd like to keep making them. <laughs> and she's like, Matt, here, keep this guy away from me while I keep making bad choices. Which is a smooth move. And rather than say anything like, hey, no, uh, Stefan's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> he figures out the thing to say to Matt in the next episode, which is like, I went through a similar thing. And yeah, I'm just trying to help her. But he doesn't do that here ever, which really would have helped. Yep, a little too late. Uh, <laughs> uh, Vicky finds Jeremy and uh, I hear the Kill Bill sirens. Um <laughs> <laughs> Carol and Damon talk and she does that thing where she explains that they um assumed anyone they've seen during the daylight is not a vampire. Yeah. Cuz they're, they're still not quite sure. Yeah, Vicky has Jeremy in the druid room. <laughs> Damon goes uh to the party mm-hmm. and he sees that Bonnie has uh the crystal and he's like give it to me and she's and she's like fuck you Damon. I don't like you. You're an abusive asshole to my best friend. Yep. Everyone reacts appropriately to Damon as they should. <laughs> he, he he goes to grab he goes to grab a necklace and it burns him. Yep. And then Bonnie fucking bails. She runs so fast. She was not into that happening. Um, can't blame she, me. Uh, she ran all the way to her grandma's house. And also, Jill in the chat wrote, "What the hell?" When the necklace burns, <laughs> Damon. What was that moment like for you, Jill? Um, it's still kind of what the hell. But less so since it didn't just happen to Damon. Mm. Yeah, because then it happens to Caroline too. Yeah. So when it first happened to Damon, I was like, oh shit, is this like vampire repellent? But it's like everyone repellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that it's on its uh, proper owner, because as Graham tells Bonnie, it's it belonged to uh, your ancestor, played by Bianca Lawson. <laughs> that was me doing it. Woo! Bianca Lawson looking exactly the same as she did in Buffy the Vampire Slayer season yeah. two. What? 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 <laughs> we love Ken. Bianca Lawson, Beyonce's sister. <laughs> Truly uh, just one of the most beautiful and ageless people ever to live. It's absurd how she does not age. It's crazy. It's actual magic. <laughs> In some ways, she arguably looks better than she used to. Yes, that's the thing. She looks younger now than she did in the 90s. Come on, people. What's happening? Magic. (laughs) Magic crystal chin. Uh, No wonder she's like the number one witch. Um, There's one thing I want to say about the character, but we can't say yet because it's not been actually established yet. So I can't say it. But we will, so tune in for that. Yes, because she is connected to someone who is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, back at the druid room. Meanwhile, back at the druid room. <laughs> the druid room. It has a big sign that says the druid room and cobwebs in there. I love it. 
Yeah, it's not even a room. It's just like the side. Like Stefan and Vicky went to a room and that was just a normal classroom. Whereas the druid room is just some cobwebs and on the side of the hallway. Uh, She and Jeremy make out. She accidentally bites his lip and then she starts really sucking on his lip. Yeah, now they're like making out by the buses, which I love that Mystic Falls was like clearly taped onto the buses. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell there was no like it's not CG or like just they painted it on the buses. It's like they have like some kind of thing they taped on that says Mystic Falls. Like it's still bumpy. <laughs> Look, we're all doing our best. <laughs> to the PA who had to print that out. I love you. <laughs> um yeah uh she uh as jill put it gets horny eyes yes vicky you're gonna get horny eyes is what you wrote <laughs> what else would you call them they're just horny. no that's what we've been calling them so yeah, yeah. good name <laughs> perfect yeah that's they never really give them an official name i guess you can call them like vampires but no they're horny eyes considering <laughs> most of the time that we've seen them it's Stefan getting horny with elena honestly yeah uh he does he does just really get him when he's horny it's great um and uh then jeremy gets really scared and we kind of charge into the big like set piece yeah i really love just the whole scene where stefan and elena are looking for vicky Mm -hmm. it's just it's 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 good stuff it's a good visual and then ah here we go here we fucking go uh, I love that Elena just, like, immediately, like, grabs some wood and is like, all right, we're fucking doing it. Like, get away from <laughs> her. Um, again, if you don't like Elena, I don't like you. <laughs> um, she rules. Uh, she gets real hurt. Yes, yeah, she, she gets flung because she's still Elena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's bleeding a ton and Stefan's like, hey, what if you got out of here? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Vicky bites the shit out of her. Yeah. Uh, Stefan's like, Elena, go. Elena takes Jeremy because, like, Vicky has disappeared. So Stefan's looking. And then she pops up and she just bites the shit out of Elena right in the shoulder. Yep. Where the shoulder hole is. And then uh, she gets the poke. Because <laughs> <laughs> Stefan, Stefan stakes her. She doesn't just get the poke. <laughs> but, you know, someone was calling getting the poke. Uh, yeah, it's. It's so sad. It's a long death, too. Yeah. Like, he really gets a chance to make eye contact with Jeremy. Yeah, and it comes back from commercial and you just see her dead, desiccated body. Jeremy's freaking out. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, uh... And then fucking Damo. Oh, fuck. When he is, like, such an asshole, and then Elena gets to be the best. Yeah, he, it's an iconic demos and asshole lines you confuse me with someone with remorse mm-hmm. none of this matters to me which honestly the final scene will prove that wrong though <laughs> and then elena gets to say her her iconic and very often i believe used in previously ons people die around you how could it not matter it matters and you know it <laughs> yes this is a uh, so many iconic lines in these episodes oh, the truth a show full of iconic lines, mm-hmm. iconic yammering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jill, were you surprised that Vicky died? Honestly, no. Um, I thought she would last a little longer, but I kind of had a feeling that she was a goner. Um, but I mean, I'm glad we had a, an episode with her, seeing how 
she was dealing with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not well. <laughs> yeah, not well at all. Which, understandable. Doesn't seem like an easy time, an easy thing for anyone to do. No. Yeah, uh, Jeremy just screaming Vicky after she gets staked is, oof, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jeremy. Stephen R. McQueen is just so much better, like, as this version of Jeremy than, like, I'm into drugs, man. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, they cast a little puppy dog. It's, uh, it's correct for him to be in little puppy dog mode. <laughs> Yeah, like I said in the chat, it's one of those things where basically if he had been this version of Jeremy the whole time, it kind of like encroaches or infringes on Matt's characterization. Mm-hmm. It's like it'd be two just like very sad puppies. <laughs> two sweet boys. <laughs> two sweet boys. So they had to do something. So we have him being a dick for like the first few episodes. And speaking of Matt, we then have Elena running into Oof. Matt. Ah. Uh. Which is absolutely brutal because she lies to him and is like, I don't know where she is. And then Matt says something that makes it even worse, which he didn't know was possible. Which is, is this what I'm in for? A lifetime of worrying about her. Baby boy. Mm. And uh, he's not. <laughs> Unfortunately. And like, Elena has to lie to him. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and they separate and she goes to her car and she's just, uh, she can't, she's fed up with all these lies. Like she said last episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, this is where I wrote in my notes, I'm die. Um. <laughs> Jill, uh, I, we know that you were anti-Matt, uh, aka mashed potatoes, in the first few episodes, but how are you feeling about him now? He grew on me so quickly, you guys. <laughs> so quickly. I just want to give him a big hug. Yeah. He could use it. Everyone on the show could use it. Truth. Give him hugs. Give him therapy. Oh, good God. Everyone needs therapy. I hope a therapist comes in at some point in this series. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> fortunately, it is not Riverdale. I'm so fucking pissed at them for bringing in a therapist after I was done with the show. <laughs> a therapist played by Gina Torres. How dare they? <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> Elena goes home. Stefan is at her her porch, the, the cry porch or the crotch, if you will. Uh, and uh, Stefan's being very pretty in this scene, which we all noted. <laughs> um, he is just like so sad here, and so is she. Like they're just, I think, like they're uh, they have uh, big tragic love vibes here. Um, it just seems really hopeless, and you feel like garbage for him. Yeah, so Elena goes inside, Jeremy's, you know, back home in his room, and he's just a fucking wreck. Elena just asks him, you know, do you understand what happened tonight? You know, he doesn't understand. He he knows what he saw, but he doesn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, make it stop. It hurts. Why does everybody have to die on me? And it's just like, God, this poor kid. Poor kid. He doesn't ask for much, uh, just for everybody to stop dying. <laughs> Which is, uh, he is maybe in the wrong show. <laughs> but uh, then we have uh, some good, uh, some good demo coming up. Demo, yeah. So Stefan, like, yeah, Stefan heard all of that. Like, he heard everything Jeff- Jeremy was saying. He sa- tells Elena, "I want to help," and Elena's like, "He's a mess. He's just a kid." She wants Stefan to make Jeremy forget, you know. But because of he loves his, his rabbits and all of his other like non-human bloods, he's too weak to like do it without not screwing up Jeremy's brain. Yeah. 
So, Mr. I don't care about anything, sw- like, it's, it was, like, apparently off to the side or something. He's like, I'll do it. I'll do- I mean, I don't give a shit, but I'll do it. Uh- <laughs> Something's off. He didn't do exactly what she asked. I mean, we'll, we'll see what he does, because I guess that's, quote unquote, the mystery for a little bit in the next episode of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Jeremy does in the next episode repeat exactly what Elena, you know, told Damon to compel him that, uh, you know, she's gone, but that he hopes she'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So he did do it, but he added in a little something extra, you know, because he doesn't care at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just the actions of a guy who doesn't care. And then uh, Elena and Stefan have their final kind of little interaction where she says she would like to forget all of this too. It's been so painful and awful, but she is not willing to lose the way she feels about him. Aww. Uh, Which is romantic as hell. It really is. Mm -hmm. Thoughts, Jill? Made me sad. Very sad. (laughs) <laughs> it made you sad how sad were you in both of these episodes just like just non-stop sad the thing that i noted that i wanted to bring up is will i get a happy episode ever <laughs> the past year has been very sad it, it dep- there are happy moments there are happy moments in episodes there are episodes that end happily and on a positive note <laughs> okay i'll take it which means that the episodes after them won't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did tear up when uh, Matt uh, went home because like someone told him like Vicky probably went home. Just like go. Oh, it was Elena. Like go look there. And he goes home and all the lights are off and he like realizes she's not there. And I, I was just like, oh man, like she's gone. Yeah. Uh, Poor kids. <laughs> so that was haunted. Hmm. What a depressing episode of television. I love it. It's fucking great. So sad. And now for 162 Candles, one of my favorite episodes of The Vampire Diaries. Gets me amped every time and it gets me furious every time. I would argue the bulk of the episode is very fun and happy. Yeah, this is a happy episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jill, how did you f- feel about this episode of television? Okay. I have one note okay. for this entire episode. Uh-huh. And it is, this bitch is in everything. <laughs> Ariel Kebble. <laughs> I love her so much. Every yes. time she appears in a TV show, I'm like, yes, I'm in. I love her so much. Yes. He's a queen. But because of that, I knew she was not going to have a very long stay because she never does. I have a rant about that that I will say for a future episode. Yep. Uh, uh, Ariel Kebble's great. Uh, Ariel Kebble was very recent, semi, I guess not very recently, but semi recently uh, in the final Fifty Shades movie. Yes, she was. And she was set up as a romantic antagonist and she has like two scenes and I was devastated. Every time, yeah, every time I see her in something, I get so happy and then they don't use her well enough and I get furious all over again. Mm-hmm. They never use her. It's like they've never seen John Tucker must die. Mm. What a gift. <laughs> I bet you are hoping that there will be flashbacks now, Jill, aren't you? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> not worth it? <laughs> I do flashbacks. Ugh. What is it about flashbacks you don't like? I, it's entirely a me problem, and I've said that before. But I just think it's, like, I don't care. I don't think it's a fun way to tell a story. Wow. 
even after Lexi and Stefan reveal that they're friends with Bon Jovi and they met them in the 80s, you don't want a flashback of that? I mean, I would like to see that, but <laughs> not like a full scene, you know? <laughs> okay. no, they're gonna do more flashbacks. I know. I'm I'm buckling in for it. I'll be ready. I like I can't imagine not being excited for this show's flashbacks. <laughs> Every time I see them, I'm like thrilled. That was my issue with True Blood too though. Every time a flashback started, I would just sigh. <laughs> wow. These these characters are hundreds of years old and you don't want to know what was happening in their lives before they came here to, to high school? No, I want to know what they're doing right now. <laughs> You're like, I want to know about what they're learning about the Civil War right now. <laughs> uh, if every uh, flashback were replaced by a Civil War classroom scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to know about Demon in the Civil War. I just want to learn about the Civil War. <laughs> I want to know their takes on the Civil War now. <laughs> don't worry. You'll learn that in the next episode. <laughs> Oh yeah, we have the Civil War coming up. Um, we should probably talk about this episode, which opens with some spooky stuff. I I love that. I love the little bait and switch, as opposed to the bait and switch, if you want to even call that, of the promo CW promo for this episode. Can uh, we talk about that nonsense? That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll put it in the show notes. There will be show notes once we finally drop these episodes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the link to the CW promo for this episode, uh, something that has like driven me insane for, I guess, the past 11 years. It's not indicative of the show at all. And it's like, this is why people did not want to watch the show. Mm. If say so again, people who would be interested in the show would never know based on the promos because... It's cut like, uh, for those of you who don't watch it, it's cut like uh, Stefan's having like a sexy rebound time with this new hot girl. And Elaine is so jealous. Mm. Um, and uh, that's obviously not the story that's being told. It's They barely, like, there's like two scenes where Elena even feels that way, maybe. <laughs> and it's definitely not played as like a sexy, salacious, comedic thing. Uh, so it's a real bummer. Uh, I uh, I'm it, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, Jill, how do you how do you feel besides the fact that it's just terrible? <laughs> That's all. I-, I mean, what year was this? This was 2009. I mean, marketing in 2009 wasn't great for anything, really. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll kind of give it that pass, but ugh. it's like really, really bad. It was really bad. Yeah. It really was selling a different show completely. Mm-hmm. Like a much cattier, pettier show. Yeah. Which is very much not what the show is. <laughs> well, it seems like it was, it's, well, obviously marketed toward teen girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like not in a good way. Yeah. At all. That's not a fun. Very, uh, very early Taylor Swift vibes. <laughs> yeah. Like, better than Revenge Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Sure, that means something to me. (laughs) Um, But anyways, we meet Lexi, and she's the best. Yes. (laughs) The end. We meet Lexi, she's the best. Nothing bad happens to her, ever. (laughs) And she has a great time with her friend, and then she goes home. Uh, uh, Yeah, she's Stefan's best friend. She's 350. uh, And she rules. It, it's really it's so good. 
just giving Stefan a best friend, giving him mm-hmm. a female best friend, giving him one who just knows all of his bullshit and calls him out on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bring up The Last Jedi for the first time in any of these episodes, which was admirable <laughs> of me. Um, I'm so ready. I was reading something where they were talking about when Ryan Johnson wrote it, he was like, what's going to be the hardest thing for all of these characters to hear right now? And then all of their plot lines will be about them being told that. And I think the hardest thing for Stefan to hear is to like get a moment of like the hardest thing that can happen to him is him having a moment of happiness with like his only rock, Lexi, and having it completely and absolutely destroyed. (laughs) And I think that's why this is such a good episode for him, because also they've done such a good job at him being like very angel, very broody, and just the power of seeing Paul Wesley smile this much uh, after so many episodes of him being grim. It it just does feel like such a 180, and you get why Lexi's so special to him right away, and it's uh just makes it even worse for when she dies. <sighs> Fucking Damo. I never forgive him for this, honestly. Never. Yeah, like our, this is in the in the top five, probably. Like worst thing. I mean, yeah, we've already got, let's see, everything he did with Caroline. Mm-hmm. Killing Lexi. Mm-hmm. We can't list the rest, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. But there's one thing specifically that I really want to talk about at length when we get to that season. We're going to have time to talk about bad things Damon does on this podcast. <laughs> I am sure. Uh, we, uh, as we continue, uh... Sheriff Lizzie Forbes uh, interviews everybody about where Vicky went because someone should look into it. And um, Jill points out that it has serious elite vibes, which is true. <laughs> mm. um, and everyone says exactly what you'd think that, uh, you know, everybody uh, collaborates and has the right story that Vicky, you know, got out of town and uh, that they hope she's okay. <laughs> yeah. And Stefan tries to talk to Matt, but of course he doesn't tell Matt what's up. So Matt's like, no, thank you. Bye. And Elena's like, I'm again, I hate lying. Goodbye. It's a lot of people just telling Stefan, fuck off. Yep. Um, which is, you know, a bummer, but what are you gonna do? Um, there's some Lexi Damon hot choking. <laughs> oh yes, uh very into that. Yeah, we <laughs> we all were. <laughs> uh it's very good. And he's like, why are you so mean to me? And she's like, have you met you? <laughs> she says that he's basically all the bad parts of being a vampire. Mm-hmm. He's like, show me how to be good. And she's like, you know, leave me alone and don't mess up my time with Stefan, which in the trailer, it seems like she's saying that to Elena because, you know, you know how women be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> women be mean and jealous and territorial. <laughs> Where it, is, it makes a lot of sense that she'd be saying that to Damon because he is Damon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he arguably does uh, ruin her time with Stefan quite a bit. Yes. I wrote in my notes, yes, queen, choke him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, queen, choke him. You're older. Hot. All caps. Yeah, I wrote nothing because I was just like living my best life, thriving, applauding, (laughs) etc. Ariel Kevill. She's great. She's great. And they have a great history, which is awesome. Like, all of everyone's doing a good job at playing, like, a lot of backstory. Ariel Kevill's career is fascinating. At one point, she was The Rock's love interest in Ballers. 
She oh. was? Yeah, the first, like, two seasons. I don't know. I didn't watch the last season, so they might, might have ended up together, actually. She may have ended up with The Rock. Oh. oh. Good for her. There you go. Good for her. That makes me happy. I didn't know she was, like, in some, like, a regular in something interesting, like, um, recently. Yeah. So that makes me happy. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, she's currently a main role on Lincoln Rhyme, Hunt for the the Bone Collector. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone's favorite NBC show with that long-ass title. <laughs> Long title. I mean, just call it The Bone Collector or Lincoln Rhyme, not Lincoln Rhyme, colon, Hunt for the Bone Collector. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's maybe, it's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> or just don't remake The Bone Collector. A lot of options here. <laughs> yes, meanwhile, uh, so Bonnie is finally going to go home instead of being at Graham's home. Mm-hmm. And Graham's tells her uh, to keep wearing the necklace because it belongs to their family and the necklace found her. So uh, keep it with her. Don't give it back to Caroline. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's more jokes about how ugly it is because it's so ugly. <laughs> Why? There was no reason for the show to make it so ugly, but they did it. It it is a orange crystal. Um, it's a circle. Um, and end of list. <laughs> it's a crystal. It's a circle, and it's hideous. Yeah, it is uh not pretty. But uh, Bonnie's got to keep it, uh, so she tucks it inside her shirt because it's hideous. <laughs> Uh, then we have a nice scene with the the Gilbert family. Yes. Jenna is unfortunately bummed that she got dumped, which obviously Logan was murdered, but mm-hmm. apparently she got a text from him basically ditching her. Yep. Yeah. So she's been dumped by Logan. That's what you get for giving Logan a second chance anyway. Even like even if he were still alive, I feel like he would still dump her. Also, like they've had like a lunch together at this point. And like, like maybe one other meal. So it's not like even they got that that far back. They had a lunch, and then she watched him do a news story, and then he came over to their house. So I'm guessing she probably fucked him. Unfortunately, oh, Jenna. <laughs> no. Don't worry, things are going to turn around for Jenna very soon. But mm-hmm. maybe, <laughs> maybe. And of course, uh, Elena is she's having her own boy troubles. Because, you know, she dumped Stefan and all the lies. And you know what? That's annoying to Jeremy, who's just trying to do his homework. Jeremy's on the up and up. Like, he's doing great. <laughs> he's focusing on his studies. And it's actually, like, a nice little family unit scene. Like, it's sweet. They're all familiar with each other. And uh, Jeremy seems like he's doing good, which is uh, such a relief at this point. He seems like he's doing great, which is a red flag for Elena. <laughs> Elena's like, my brother's not happy. <laughs> what the fuck? And then we get our first demo Lizzie scene. Yay! Uh, gotta, gotta have some firsts. And uh, he brings her a box of veins. Like, that's all I have. Even though we know that Zach was growing a huge stash of veins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's smart to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, what did you think of uh, these two characters? I know uh, Latoya and I made a big deal of it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't know that it would be such a big deal. <laughs> Fair. But I'm a big fan until the end of the episode, obviously, of his little plot. Like, he's that was a smart move. Yeah, I mean, it's all a smart move, even the end, but it's, 
infuriating. Just a shitty one. Yeah. I hate him. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie makes it clear that they're, you know, she doesn't think that the daylight um, thing is true um, or that there's a way around it and that they're now widening their search to anyone new to town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the idea is that, like, Damon's still under the gun and has to prove himself yeah. even more. So in Haunted, uh, yeah, it was Haunted, right, where, um, was it, is there this an episode where Meryl Lockwood is basically saying, why did we give the compass to um, uh, Logan, that weasel, basically, because now he's dead and he's missing, where it's like, here, Lizzie is proving herself clearly to be more competent. It probably should have been put on point instead of Logan, but you know, the patriarchy. Bullshit. Like, she's literally a law enforcement official. You should <laughs> But he's part of the town newscasters. Yeah, he's in the news family. <laughs> um, but it's nice to see them be together. And then we get, like, a truly iconic scene. Oh, God, the iconic Bonnie Atlanta scene. Again, mm-hmm. Gramps says, don't tell anyone you're a witch. So what does Bonnie do? Well, in her defense, she does ask Elena to keep it a secret. <laughs> Honestly, that's some shit I'd pull, too. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't blame her for that. <laughs> He's like 16. Yeah, and then Elena's like, why do you tell me? Because you're my best friend. Meanwhile, Elena's keeping so many things from her best friend. Oh, yeah, I wrote it down. It's in the it's in the next scene. It's, you're my best friend. I can't keep secrets from you. <laughs> oh. Meanwhile. Uh, but yeah, this iconic scene is, yeah, Bonnie levitating a bunch of feathers in front of Elena, and it's beautiful and sweet and pure. And it's just, it's good. It's good kids. Good kids. I hope she buys her a new pillow, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> because Elena was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, Jenna's later gonna be like, what'd you do to your pillow? <laughs> <laughs> Animal attack. <laughs> yeah, mountain lion. Real big one. <laughs> But they are so cute in that scene, and it is so sweet, and it is uh, just like, you know, I, I've, I've I've worked uh, at the C like for the CW before, and uh, a big word that they like to use on notes calls and things like that is aspirational. Um, uh, the idea that like their your audience should want to be your characters in a certain like you know, in a certain way or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is a very aspirational scene. Like, this is a show where a lot of people are sad, but, like, this is so fun. It's, like, purely just a magic is fun and it's fun to have it scene, mm-hmm. which is uh, nice, and those are few and far between. Uh, I noticed in the chat, Jill, during the scene, was like, kiss! Um, and honestly, <laughs> the dialogue, especially what Bonnie's saying, is a lot of, these are, like, what would happen in the fanfic, something with different than uh, the, the feathers floating would be happening in this fanfic. <laughs> he does fully crawl into bed with Elena. Yeah. They should have kissed, honestly. Friends can kiss. It's fine. <laughs> Again, this is a horny podcast. A very horny podcast. Friends can kiss is definitely the pull quote. I mean, that's my like uh, quote for season six. Friends can kiss. <laughs> it is the truth. <laughs> there are some friends who could kiss in season six. But hey... My pull quote for season six is that enemies can kiss. (laughs) I think I'm a bigger fan of that. Yeah, six is going to be a debate. Jill, we have talked up season six so much. What if you hate it? I probably won't. 
<laughs> it's light on the flashbacks. <laughs> then it's I'm sold. <laughs> light on the flashbacks. I hate you so much. I know my audience. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So they don't kiss where they should. Mm-hmm. It's true, Elena. I'm a witch. That's so cute. Lexi and Seven have a bunch of scenes. Uh, she, she drinks blood. Before that is Caroline calling Damon Dungeon Boy. And it's like, yes, girl. And then he immediately compels her without even saying anything. Oh, it's awful. And she, like, Candace Agla does more good, like, compulsion acting where she, like, is really good with the beat changes and everything. And it's just a bummer because you thought that she was going to be okay. You would think that Lizzie would have gotten her on that vervain diet, but nope. Or Stefan. <laughs> you would think Stefan cares about Caroline, but nope. <laughs> yeah, uh, you think that maybe like Elena, since she had been given a necklace that had vervain in it, might have asked Stefan, hey, what if you got one for Caroline, who is being repeatedly terrorized by your brother? But nope. <laughs> Listen, you guys, they have a lot going on. <laughs> An entire stash of vervain in their cellar. But it's real scarce. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he immediately compels her to do a party at the grill, which is our event of the week, baby. So now Lexi wants to know if Stefan's banging Elena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ale- Alexi is our patron saint because she's like, why are you guys fucking? <laughs> it's so good. Um, she says uh, that uh, Stefan will likely blow Elena's mind with his quote amp sex end quote uh, she drinks some blood and she says that she delights in hedonism <laughs> <laughs> Lexi is so hot she is and then later she even gives Stefan a little spank <laughs> which I did write in the chat little spank <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah Lexi so she's got uh, some blood bags human blood bags unlike so despite the fact they're best friends she still drinks human blood mm-hmm. and he doesn't judge her because they're best friends and he's a good boy mm-hmm. and i love them and i hate david for killing her and i love that she says these the blood is from a phlebotomist she went on a couple dates with she has a hookup <laughs> god i love her uh then damon shows up to ruin the mood he's surprisingly subtle about the party invitation yeah, but even though he's doing the room and move and everything, Lexi's still like, let's go to a party because, you know, she's here for her best friend's birthday. So let's go party. Um, she, uh, we have the towel girl scene. Um, and uh, Elena wears a purple juicy tracksuit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so 2009. I loved it. Yes. Uh, so the towel girl scene is like where we get the the mis- the brief misunderstanding that maybe looks like Stefan had, you know, a rebound, at least in uh, Elena's eyes. And meanwhile, Lexi is freaking out because she's never met Catherine, but she has seen pictures of Catherine and she hates Catherine because she knows uh, the story. And so she sees Elena and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, whoops. Uh, so then Stefan has some explaining to do. <laughs> he has a lot of explaining to do. She does, like, m- kind of play it cool. Around Elena, she doesn't like say, "Are you Catherine?" She's just like, "Whoa!" And uh, yeah. And Elena's like, "I'm Elena." It's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, uh it's going scoop. <laughs> um, but yeah, their scene is cute. I, I really like the uh the scene with Lexi and Stefan after where he kind of explains the differences between Elena and Catherine, which 
we already know, but I think it, it's like an important delineation because obviously you could just assume that Stefan like, you know, came here because Catherine 2.0. Uh, but he like you know says she's warm she's kind she's caring she's selfless and what he feels for her is real and uh lexi points out that that means that uh he loves her which is nice little nice little moment it was really cute it was really cute and i love that before that before he explains she says you have some emotional damage (laughs) (laughs) because you know he does like that's right too yeah a bit (laughs) uh so cute Party at the grill. Mm-hmm. Caroline's so proud of herself. And then she sees Damon. And he's, she asks if he's having a good time. He, he, he says, do you have my crystal? Nope. Then I'm not having a good time. This is just the beginning of the terribleness. Yeah. She's looking great. She's in purple, which is a nice color for her. Yeah. I do want that on the record. Um, yeah, Damon is a dick to her. And he gets worse and he's so terrible. And God... You want to root for Damo, but the way he treats Caroline, I cannot abide. And if you hate Caroline at this point, I hate you. Uh, yeah, we're going to fight. <laughs> um, Elena and Stefan have the nice little scene where he like goes to her house and she like admits that she feels very like alone in this. She has nobody to talk to. Like she feels bad that she had to keep it from Bonnie. Um, and uh Paul Wesley uh, does a really good job being like, yeah, I'm going to the party. He like throws away the line, Lexi's dragging me and um, it's my birthday. <laughs> it's so sweet. I'm, I'm a sucker for birthdays. I love people who care about their birthdays because I care about my birthday. <laughs> I'm a monster. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just really cute. And like Elena, you know, is charmed because she's not made of stone. <laughs> But yeah, he explains that Lexi, she's not a normal girl. She's a, a vampire girl. Um, 350 years old, as mentioned. And he invites her to come. Like, he wants to know if she's coming to the grill. And she's like, no, I'm going to chill here. And still, so like, ponder. But, I mean, she does show up. Yeah. Uh, which, thank goodness. Um, then uh, Caroline and Bonnie have their uh, brief conversation where Caroline tries to take the necklace back. Um, and it zaps her, and Candace Ackle has a perfect line reading of, are you wearing polyester? I mean, the, the one line reading that gets me is that where she's like, I didn't want to tell you, but when you wear it, it makes you look fat. <laughs> it's so, she's just doing anything to get her to give her the necklace, and it's not working. Ugh, bless her. It fails miserably. Um, I wrote down, uh, Damon is mean to Caroline, and therefore he must die. Um, <laughs> calls her stupid and shallow and useless. useless. And I wrote in my notes, eat shit. <laughs> I wrote in the chat several times, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> eat shit. Uh, Stefan gets to explain to Matt, you know, I went through a similar thing, which what he should have said a, a long time ago for what, mm-hmm. Vicky. And then poor Matt says, turns out Vicky's just like my mother, can't count on either of them. It's like, oh, you sad. You sad, poor boy. Oh, the the boy, he's sad. Um, <laughs> sad boy. Um, yeah, we love him. Uh, Damon uh, goes and uh, eats a guy, but leaves the girl uh, that he was hooking up with. So we can sense that there's a plan in motion, but we don't know what this is. I think all of this stuff is really well done. Like the way mm-hmm. they space it out and leave you guessing. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Elena looks at Stefan. I drew the little eye emoji again in notebook. 
Stefan and Lexi are playing pool, smiling, being cute. Damo stirs the pot. Stefan smiles. Alert the media. <laughs> Elena makes a good point that he has not given him much of a reason to smile lately. <laughs> uh, Damo says, does it get tiring being so righteous? And then she asks him what the fuck he did to her brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's honest about what he did. Which is, I took away his suffering. You want me to take away his suffering? I took away his suffering. And that's it. That's literally all he did. Because this is a kid who suffered a lot of trauma and is not processing it well. And he's just kind of stuck in this this mode. He probably won't ever get out of it. So Damon took away his suffering. And now he has this kind of new lease on life and a chance to be a different kind of person. Which is like another thing, another time where magic kind of feels good. Yeah, you kind of imagine this must have been what Jeremy was like before his parents died, basically. Which is a nice way to be. I like this Jeremy a lot. Yeah. I wonder if this Jeremy's still rocking that leather bracelet. I didn't notice it. <laughs> it's a it's a shame his girlfriend had to die to get this Jeremy, unfortunately. <laughs> Although I would not say that this is a case of fridging at all. Yeah, it, it's very, like, it's not uh, just an excuse for man pain. Like, Vicky's death is extremely important to, like, the fabric of the show. Yeah. It was a, tr- like, it was her own solo tragic story. And he, like, he's honestly a supporting character in her tra- tragic story. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, so much of it is about telling us the stakes of what it means to be a vampire. Mm-hmm. And how hard the transition is. And how, you know, any character that we know who will turn in the future has a really hard uphill battle ahead of them. A less competent show, honestly, they would have kept Vicky alive, despite there's no reason she should be able to last long as a vampire because she's impulsive. She's an addict. Nothing good will come of her being a vampire, unfortunately. And she is no one who is both capable of and interested in keeping her in check. Yeah. Like, Stefan couldn't like, continue to do that all of his life. Mm-hmm. He has no attachment to her that way, as much as he tried to help. And he doesn't have the strength because he doesn't drink human blood. Yeah. He literally does not have the strength, yeah. Damon had the strength, but he didn't have the interest. Exactly. Which is why it was so fucking irresponsible and shitty of him to turn her. Yep. <laughs> Fuck you, Damo. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so... The girl discovered, uh, who Damo did not eat, uh, and, uh, you know, those wheels keep turning, and we wonder what's gonna happen, and then, uh, Lexi gets some tequila. Yes, and I love this moment where, so, she compels the, uh, the bartender, and he's like, I need your ID, and she says that, you know, no ID is necessary, which is key because she didn't say no ID is, like, necessary for me, she just said no ID is necessary, which means... That for the rest of the party, all of these teenagers are drinking alcohol and not being carded. Yep. This poor bartender gets so screwed over because of this. Yeah, and he um, cannot rock a vest half as well as Kayla Yule. Uh, <laughs> made me, you know, relate to him in a very tragic way. <laughs> that was your, like, like which, uh, which character is most like Morgan? Oh, that bartender who can't rock a vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who uh, who Caroline shades uh, very thoroughly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Lexi accidentally fucks this bartender over. Mm-hmm. And it's just, in theory, it's not something that's necessary. It's like, It explains why Caroline's able to get drunk, basically. Which she could have like had a fake ID or something. But it's just like a small thing. This man's life is ruined. 
Yep. <laughs> yep. I love it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Lexi gets three shots of tequila. Uh, they're supposed to be for her stuff, and then she decides to get one for Elena. She has a heart to heart with Elena, telling her about like you know the love of my life. He was a human. Uh, when it's real, you can't walk away. It's a lot of a lot of good Lexi lines. Lexi has a lot of great lines. Um, mm-hmm. she ends up drinking all three of the shots in the process of this. Which then makes her the patron saint of our podcast. I, I love it when she like returns to Stefan. She's like, yep, I drank yours. And he has like zero problems with it. Because he's actually thankful because he was listening into her conversation with Elena. And she says, I was feeling epic, whatever. And again, Lexi is the best character and I love her. Can't wait for flashbacks. Yep. Thank goodness for flashbacks. Um, uh, she and Paul Wesley have great friend chemistry. They're just really smiley. Um, and because Elena makes that point where I think she's just really sad, where she just says he can't be himself with me, and um, it just really sucks. And it's just the idea that like, well, he can if you give him a chance. Yeah. And just you know, the situation's not right yet. Uh, then Demos plan. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> You can say it because it makes me so angry. So, you know, Lexi and uh, Lexi confronts Damon, you know, what's your deal? And he's like, yeah, I have a big diabolical plan. Uh, You caught me. And then uh, Sheriff Forbes um, marches right in and injects Lexi with some vervain because clearly uh, Damon compelled the girl he left behind to say that Lexi was her attacker um, and they take her outside but uh, and unfortunately uh, Lizzie shoots her a bunch and it doesn't do anything says we- Lexi wakes up basically is able to rally after getting injected like when she's outside because like again they have very little vervain and she is a very strong 350 year old vampire mm-hmm. who rules yeah <laughs> And uh, Damon saves the day uh, by staking her in the heart and killing her. And she asks him why. And he explains to her as she dies that it was part of the plan. And he officially puts himself in Sheriff Forbes' good graces. Um, Which also kind of saves Stefan too. And uh, it is a very shitty way to get something done. (laughs) I hate you, Damon. And we uh, we are mad at him forever. <laughs> um, uh, but a brief thing that happens before this uh, is that uh, Matt and Caroline have their little conversation. Because Caroline is now fucked up because of Lexi's compulsion to the bartender. <laughs> she's really, really fucked. And she says that she's shallow. And she says that she's a kiddie pool. And she wants to be deep, like the abyss deep. My... My sweet girl, I love her so much in this scene. She is just, she breaks my heart. So high school, like, wishing you were deeper. Ugh. This poor girl. How can you not love her? And and Matt is, you know, used to taking care of people who are fucked up. So he does a very good job. He carries her outside uh, and uh, runs into her mom, who is very mad. She's like, are you drunk? And Caroline, oh, Caroline says, like you care. She does care, Caroline. She does. Like you asked. Oh, Caroline. Yeah, Matt offers to take her home because he hasn't been drinking because he's a very good boy. (laughs) Jill, what do you think of Caroline and Matt hanging out? I like that. I think that's a fun duo. Strong agree. 
got a sweet boy, you know, he will prop up a girl and let her know that she's not uh, a kiddie pool. Mm-hmm. And you got a girl who needs a nice boy because David is not a nice boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both need to uh, feel important to someone else. And I think they are uh, nice people to do that for the other one. I mean, yeah, she, they bond when he like drops her off at home. They bond over uh, not feeling loved and wishing life were different, which is very dark. These poor children. It's so grim, but it's also just like, it's so sweet that like all she wants is someone to sleep next to her. Like, it's a really, it's very soft. Um, I'm very soft when I watch it. I find them to be uh, very winning. And they dated in real life, right? Am I making that up? Did I dream that into existence? <laughs> Show the internet. Candace, Agoras, and... Okay, it's immediately like Anne Zach Rorig. Yeah, they, they were dating. They broke up in like 2012, though. Oh, wow. So they were like dating three years? I think so, yeah. But, um, you know, that now, uh, oh god, it's so sad. Uh, Stefan and Elena talk, uh, now that Lexi is dead. Yes, because they saw Damon do what he did. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking awful. And, uh, Stefan wants to kill Damon, which is pretty fucking valid. And he just says he can't handle this stuff anymore. And he tells Elena that she, that he, that she was right to stay away from him. Which is some primo vampire angst shit i mean yeah but he is planning to kill his brother yeah he brings up a lot of good reasons he brings up tanner and i'm like ah, no one cares about that's what tanner but yeah. yeah that was good he did that he killed lexi he did what he did to vicky it's yeah, yeah. it's he has plenty of reason we even know that seven was hoping you know that there's some bit of humanity in his brother and his brother then just killed his his only friend like mm-hmm. come on and like clearly it doesn't seem like, you know, Lexi and Damon were buddies. Like, they, their relationship is a little bit adversarial. But it's, like, he knew her, too. Like, and has clearly known her for a long time. Like, it's not like Lexi meant nothing to him. Exactly. Yeah, it's really, really fucked. They have a boy fight. <laughs> they do. And it's better, it's better than the fight um, in the pilot. Since now we got some, we got some money now. We got some budget. Yeah. And it, it's good. They have a good fight. Uh, Mr. Ian, some good face acting when he gets stabbed. Yeah, he gets stabbed, but not in the heart with the stake, so. And uh, Stefan says, you know, you saved my life once, so I'm sparing you. Now get the fuck out of here, because we're done. And then Bonnie has a dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's running in the woods, and then her ancestor, Bianca Lawson, shows up, and it's like, it's coming. And then Bonnie wakes up in the woods right in front of the Salvatore crypt. So that's how we end this episode. Ooh. I believe that's the first uh, weird dream we get that's not like um, from a vampire putting something in someone's head, basically. Yeah, it's it's our, it's our first uh, magic dream that is uh, a witch magic dream rather than a vampire magic dream. Uh, the vampire magics. Mm. But uh, Jill, what do you think? Very excited for more Bonnie Witch stuff. Yes. That was a great way to end it. So good. Mm-hmm. Let's see, we know that Jill does not want any more flashbacks, and on that we disagree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but more Bonnie, we do agree. Yes. yes. Always more Bonnie. As always, we ask you, what do you think will be happening in the next two episodes? And you will have no idea, because this, it's hard to, to, to guess. Yeah. I have no idea. (laughs) 
I mean, Stefan told Damon to get the fuck out of town. You think he's going to do it? No. No chance. <laughs> um, obviously, you, you kind of felt like Vicky would die, although not this quickly. Did you think that Lexi was going to die in this episode? Um, I didn't think it would be this episode. I thought it would be the next one, just because of how Ariel Kibble's career is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was pretty powerful and uh, got me feeling stuff which is great for a one episode character right it's 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 very impressive just like immediately you're like okay i get this character i understand her i like her what the fuck yeah they did a really good job what is your rankings of the characters now after these uh two episodes yeah well my crushes died in both episodes so <laughs> Um, <laughs> understandable I'm like yeah crush has died yeah, yeah. So, uh, I kind of lost there but I mean I guess Bonnie mm-hmm. Bonnie's still number one go Bonnie I love the way you watch Vampire Diaries besides the flashback stuff <laughs> Jill of good takes that Bonnie is like your number one it helps it makes me so happy mm-hmm. she's the best oh she really is. She's she is the the sweetest girl, and these are uh, these are good Bonnie episodes. Like she, you know, she gets to make the feathers float. She gets to have a zappy necklace. She's a good kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is anyone else uh, on the list? <laughs> it's just one Bonnie. No one else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it might just be Bonnie. There. <laughs> <Hair>. All right. <laughs> I mean, Stephen's pretty, but he's too angel-like for me right now (laughs) okay except for the last episode when he was fun with his pal Mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean i mean i like everyone a decent amount Mm -hmm. it's just bonnie's i want more of her well you will get more of her (laughs) thank god (laughs) (laughs) and i guess crushes now yeah jill uh so both your crushes died yeah How's that feel? <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I figure that's probably going to continue happening, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think those are both of my crushes, too. Uh, Vicky and Alexi, honestly. So both of my crushes died as well. Yeah, look, I'm going to do the same exact thing. Like, we've got it's a dead crush time. <laughs> yeah. If Bonnie dies, you guys, I will riot. <laughs> Look, we have a long way to go. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, I just want to be like, fuck all of you racists who hate Bonnie. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, no, uh, this this podcast loves Bonnie. A pro-Bonnie, pro-Caroline podcast. Mm-hmm. Pro-being horny. Oh, God. I guess it's like pro the female characters because it's pro Elena too. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, um, Elena is uh, great in these episodes. She's very lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where she is struggling a lot. Understandably, she's very mature with how she's dealing with all of this chaos. I'm sure a lot of people called her annoying the way she's acting here. It's like no, um, she has reason to be upset and not want to be dragged into all of this. And like. I don't know, she just she does a lot of like very deft compartmentalizing right now. Yeah, again, she needs a therapist. Yep. <laughs> they all do. Again, uh 
If only a therapist, Gina Torres, could could come. Racking my brain in the memory of Empire Diaries, the closest that anyone comes to getting a therapist. I mean, they're all each other's therapists in a way. Are they? <laughs> yeah, they all could talk more. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, they're all a group text, but we will talk about that later. Yes, we will. Um, any final thoughts on these uh, two episodes of Vampire Diaries? I'm ready for more. Ready for more, and no predictions? I, I mean, the only... No, there's nothing. <laughs> I mean, we told you you'd learn more about the Civil War next episode. Do you have any guesses about that? I mean, there's a new teacher, I'm assuming. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is in like the description on uh, Netflix, so yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pretty good prediction on who my crush is going to be next episode. Oh, I, I wonder who. <laughs> Just keeping, keeping you guys in suspense, though. <laughs> I know one of the, the second episode of the next uh, two will have a song by the band Five for Fighting. <laughs> for that. Oh, there was no 303 in either of these episodes. Um, we're uh, done with 303, I believe. So, F. <laughs> Rude. There will be more iconic needle drops. Um, yep. If uh, if any listener of this podcast can tell me, um, there's an important needle drop later. Uh, whatever year Rihanna's stay came out, every CW show needed to set a scene to Rihanna's stay. <laughs> and uh, the Vampire Diaries one does not disappoint. <laughs> Don't look it up, Jill. Don't look it up. I won't. I won't. But I would really like to get a compilation of all of them together. So if you guys know any of the other ones, let me know. And with that... I believe we are done. This is our longest episode, actually, which yeah. makes sense given the content, honestly. Yeah, a lot happened. Yes. So until next time, listeners, stay horny. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs, and from there you can find my writing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich, um, as well as on like Letterboxd and Instagram and stuff like that. And you can find me on Twitter at at Jill Baggins, but remember that it's two I's instead of two L's. <laughs> Until we find the one who took the two L's and we fight them. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> We're coming for you, Karen. <laughs> now we can date this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. 